fire your boss when you start with the end in mind. Today's episode is brought to you by Lead Pages, the perfect platform for designing all of your sales and lead capture pages. To see how Lead Pages can change your business, go to servenomaster.com backslash lead pages. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. With most stories, we get so caught up in the beginning that we don't plan out the ending. And that's the kind of mistake that can destroy your business, your future, and all of your plans. When I was a kid, I used to play uh, with those little magazines filled with puzzles and mazes. And I discovered that if you started at the middle and worked your way out, those mazes were far easier than starting at the beginning and trying to work your way in. And that's a strategy we want to implement on the large scale and on the small scale in order to achieve true success and true freedom with your business. We already talked about in a recent episode how important it is to know what your financial goals are before you start building your new business, before you start trying to raise your revenue streams. If you don't know what your goal is, you won't know when you hit it. So you want to start out on the large scale thinking about our target numbers. And there's really three main numbers that you want to have in mind. The first number is your break-even number. How much money do you need to make to break even on your lifestyle and stop growing your debt? If you're in a strong financial position right now and you don't have any debt, you might already be working towards the second financial goal, which is how much money you need to make to replace your current lifestyle. And when figuring out that number, when thinking about how much money until I can quit my job, you want to really dial down and spend some time working the numbers. When you leave your job behind, you lose all of those benefits, the health insurance, the retirement packages, the vested stock options, all of those elements. So the more of the benefits you're kind of taking from your job, the more you need to find a way to replace them. So you might actually need to make more money from your new side project than you were at your old job just to cover what the cost of insurance will be. You should start researching now exactly what different things will cost. How much will it cost you to privately insure your family? How much will private health insurance cost? You need to know that number now to factor it in to your destination goal. So that's our phase two number, okay? Our final number beyond that, beyond maintaining your current lifestyle, is your dream lifestyle level. What amount of money do you need to make? What amount of money do you need to have in the bank to live all of your dreams? You know, do you want to travel around the world in a yacht? Do you want to fly first class everywhere? Do you want to have a private jet? Whatever your goals are, whatever your destination is, whatever's in your heart, that's what we need to unlock because then we can aim your actions towards that goal. See, if your goal is to own your house and have your family go to private school and really secure your children's future in that way, well, you don't want to follow the path that I'm on. You don't want to aim your actions towards freedom, minimum income, and really living abroad somewhere really cheap. That's a different set of actions. So we want to kind of create our mindset in advance so we can align our actions with the true destination we want. Knowing your goal, knowing your destination helps us put together a plan. If you don't know how much money you need to live your dream life, 
within your goal, it's just too, it's too much like a bit of mist. It's not really solid, so you don't know how to aim towards it. When we know how much money you need to make every month, we know the type of business you need to do. There's certain businesses that are very easy to set up. They can get you to $3,000 a month within six weeks. We can get you there very quickly. But if you need to be making ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars a month, we need a different strategy. If you want to stay where you're living right now, and you just want to pay off your house, pay off your cars, and live there for a long time, well, then that means we can develop strategies that don't require location independence. You can start a business that's local that allows you to make money in your community. But if you want to travel, well, that's not an option because we need a type of business that allows you to travel. So having the end in mind is important in the big things. And it's also important in the small things. With every project you develop, with every product you work on, with every website you build or video record for YouTube, you need to think about your destination. What is the purpose of this video? With no purpose, you'll never achieve your goal. Sometimes people hire me to consult on their website. And I look at a lot of websites. And in fact, if you email in to podcast at servantomaster.com, I'll take a look at your website this week. Maybe we'll even have a special episode where I kind of analyze some people's websites. But I always look at a website. My first question is, what is the purpose of this website? What is your goal? And sometimes I'll see a website and I go, what's your goal? They're like, well, I want to sell a product. I want them to give me their email address. I want them to call this phone number. I want them to like two videos and I want them to download this form. It's too many goals. When people have too many options in front of them, they get overwhelmed. If you're trying to do too many things at once, you don't hit it. If you try to become an amazing athlete, learn a foreign language, travel the world, and become an amazing chef all at the same time, it's too many goals. It's too many different directions you're pulling your body in. So your focus kind of falls out of alignment. So with your website, you want to have a single goal. What's the goal of your website? When you're making a video on YouTube, right? Usually your goal is to get them to click the link below the video. So that's your goal. You know the goal. When I record a sales video, my goal is for someone to click the buy button below the video. When someone reads one of my books, my goal is clear. With my book, Serve No Master, my goal is for someone to visit my website and go to the servenomaster.com backslash book page. I want them to go a very specific page on my website. And I try to create that goal in several different ways. I provide them with an op- people with an opportunity, and you'll see that when you check out my book. If you take a look at it, you'll see that the goal there is targeted by providing that link several times in the book, and there's lots of extra information in there. I have lots more step-by-step instructions that kind of go with what's in the book. It takes it beyond all this additional content. It's about 20% more content that builds on everything in the book with a lot of links, explanations, and photographs that are much more informational. But I also have an opportunity at the beginning and at the end of the book to give me your email address. Have a little form that you can enter inside of your Kindle. And once you've entered that, then I have a chance to communicate with you back and forth and send you again back to that special page. So my goal, I can have several different ways of trying to get you there. So when you're building a website, when you're writing a book, everything you're doing, you always want to think about what is the end. And when you have that in mind, you can then build forwards towards that. If you try and write a book, and you know, I've written more than 100 books, and you just write without an outline. Some people call it like writing by the seat of your pants. This is where fiction writers especially run into nightmares. Every single person I know who runs into writer's block, this is why. They run into writer's block because they don't know how the book is going to end. They haven't written an outline. And when you don't have an outline, when you don't have an end, you start creating from the beginning. You don't know how it's going to go. And it ends up going in random directions. And you kind of get lost. You have these moments in the story that are no longer relevant. You change your idea of who's going to be the villain, who's going to be the killer, how the story's going to end. 
all these problems come about because we don't have the end in mind. And we don't have the end in mind. Our actions can start aiming towards different random goals. If you ever watched a movie, and I can think of a couple of really great examples where it feels like they didn't know how it was going to end. There's this movie from the mid-90s. This is a great example, actually, called The Avengers. It's not the one with Thor and Iron Man. Okay, there's one from the, like 1996 with Uma Thurman, and it's based on a 1960s English spy TV show. And if you watch that movie, it's very hard to find. It's got terrible reviews. The problem with it is that the script got completely changed, and then the actual director didn't get final cut. So someone who hated the movie re-edited and put the, the scenes out of order. So if you watch it, nothing makes sense. The story has no flow towards the ending because the ending was removed from the movie. They took out the ending and they took out the beginning. And anytime this happens in a movie, it gets really, really weird. The same thing happened in that new movie, uh, Superman versus Batman. I even watched the three-hour version, and I have no idea what the plot of the movie was. There really wasn't a clear idea for the ending because nothing was leading towards it. It almost felt like they had four or five endings and they just shoved them all into it and it didn't make any sense. I have no idea why Wonder Woman was in that movie. It didn't make any sense because she only appears like for 10 seconds near the beginning and for the last four minutes. There's no, there's none of her in the middle of the movie, so there's no character development, no explanation. Without having the end in mind, we create things that are subpar. We make mistakes and we develop strategies that won't work and won't help us to build the business we need to build. So I want you, as you build your projects and as you think about what you want to do, how you want to create your dream lifestyle, keep the end in mind. I teach several different methods for creating online wealth. I've done this several different ways. I've built several different successful businesses. I've been in different directions. A lot of what I teach about right now is writing. And depending upon what you want, there's different paths you can follow. You can become someone who's a very acclaimed and well-known article writer. You can just write articles for other people, work a couple hours a day, two hours a day, and you can have a pretty good life. And if your goal is a simple financial goal, that's one path you can go down. But if you really want to become famous or if you have a passion for writing fiction novels, we need to go in a different direction. And then the direction involves writing books for Amazon and learning how that method works and learning the process of writing a book that people will want to read more and more from the series, ending a book with a cliffhanger, learning about creating the right type of cover. So the path we go down is really driven by the desires of our heart and also the smaller scale desires, how we want people to behave at the end of our website or our book or our movie, what we want people to do or what we want people to feel. As you go forward and start building projects and thinking about what you're going to do, thinking about how you want to move forward, start with the end in mind. That will really help you become very, very successful. If you walk down the street in Los Angeles and you throw a rock at any intersection, you'll hit somebody who has an unfinished screenplay. I meet people like this all the time. They always have an unfinished screenplay, and it's worthless. You can't make a movie if there's no ending. The most important part of any movie is the ending. That's what people really, really re remember. The movie The Phantom Menace is probably one of the most hated movies of all time. The first 30 or 40 minutes of that movie are actually amazing. I recently uh, rewatched it with my daughter thinking that this is a terrible movie, she's going to hate it. And I forgot that the first 40 minutes is so good because the last hour and a half is terrible. People remember all the bad stuff from the ending. They forget the opening is a bunch of lightsaber fights, a bunch of fights in smoke with lightsabers, and then an amazing space bottle and then an amazing ground battle. No, what we remember is that pod race stuff. We remember that annoying kid. And we remember Jar Jar Binks that everyone hates. We remember all the bad stuff because it's from the second half. 
So if you have a book with a terrible beginning but a great ending, people will like it a lot more than a book with a great beginning and a terrible ending. There's nothing worse than a bad ending. I read a book recently where it was really amazing and then the last two pages, the author had obviously changed their idea for the ending and they just force-fed in this weird total change of the ending and it made me hate the book. It made no sense. It changed the motivation of all the main characters and it only lasted for two pages. One of the characters goes, actually, I've been undercover for the entire book. Surprise, I work for the FBI and now you're going to work for me. End. It's like four sentences. Came out of nowhere. It made no sense because the other things the character did were not in alignment with an undercover FBI agent. So it really left a bad taste in my mouth and it affected uh, my desire to leave a positive review for that book. Normally when I read a book, I almost always leave five stars. And I read that one. I was like, man, if they just edited a page earlier, it would have been a five-star book. So bad ending can destroy something and it can cause people to react negatively. With all of the projects you undertake, with all of the moves you make, I want you to really focus on your financial goal, what you want people to do at the end of your project, and how each project or each creation is going to end. If you decide to make videos or products or anything, always think about the ending. I see so many people that start 5, 10, or 20 projects at once. They have all these different projects on the go. And they start them, but they don't finish them. And it's so unfortunate because an 80% finished screenplay is worth nothing. It's worth $0. You can have a 100 half-finished books and they're worth nothing. However you decide to build your next online business, write your next book, make your next video, whatever you decide to do to build a business online, focus on the ending so you can actually get it to completion. I'll share with you one more story that led some people I worked with into failure. I used to work in the SEO field. I used to help people rank their websites at the top of Google. And then after that, I began teaching people how I built my business, how I found customers, how I serviced those customers, how I paid someone else to do all the work so I was really just handling the sales portion. And I got about 10 guys in my coaching program. And each of them, I said, hey, as long as you do everything I say, you'll start making a lot of money very quickly. And I discovered something. This is my first really endeavor into teaching people what I'm trying to share with you now. And I discovered that some people and all of these guys, you know, they wouldn't take action. They kept, they always had an excuse for why they weren't ready. Oh, my website's not perfect, so I can't run traffic. I don't want anyone to see my website until it's perfect. And some of these guys spent six months telling me that, you know, they would do this and they would do that and they would do all these things, but they never thought about the end. I said, what's your end goal? Is your end goal to have a pretty website or is your end goal to make money? Because they were driving towards the wrong goal. And I can tell you right now, I followed all these guys. This, this was like five or six years ago, okay? None of them ever built a successful business in SEO. They all failed. Because they wouldn't look at the end. They had the wrong goal in front of them. They, were, they would tell me, oh, I don't want to see my website because I don't want to hurt my brand. What brand? You've never had a customer. There's no brand until you've had a customer. The end goal, I said, the only reason to have the website is to get customers. Your only reason you want customers is to make money. We're in business to make money. If your goal is anything other than making money, your business will fail. I see a lot of these businesses more and more now. And I find it very interesting. I watch these that are very much driven by um, a charity element. Hey, for every pair of shoes we sell, we send a pair of shoes to Africa. Hey, all of our shoes are made internationally. They try to be very eco-friendly or green or international. But they always have this element of charity that's built into their structure. So it means their products cost more. 
it affects their margins. It affects the profitability of the business. What happens is you affect your numbers, which means you can't scale. So let's say you're in the shoe business, right? And you decide every pair of shoes you sell, you're going to send a free pair to Africa. That means your cost for shoes that you sell is doubled. So instead of it costing you $3, it costs you 6 And if anything happens to raise your cost too high to where you no longer become profitable, well, then you can't grow. And you can't stop that promise, right? You've locked in and said, hey, we're always going to give away the free shoes. If you stop the free shoe program, people aren't going to buy from you anymore because it's kind of your selling point. So you've trapped yourself in a position. But if you said, hey, first my goal is to grow business and be financial, then my second goal is to give a part of the profits and use that part of the profits to help people, well, then you could actually scale. So maybe you freeze out your business at selling 2,000 pairs of shoes a day because that's when you hit the numbers where the profitability dies. But if you hadn't done that charity thing first, if your first goal is make money, your second goal is charity, one, two, well, then maybe you could sell a million pairs of shoes a day and actually donate millions of dollars to charities and be far more effective. So it's much more effective to do goals in series than it is to try and do tandem goals. Now, there's nothing wrong with those businesses. I think those people, you know, they have a good heart. They really want to make a difference in the world and they understand those things. But I watch business after business that attempts that eventually fail Whereas if they focused on make the money first with an amazing product, then use the profits to do charity work, they would be very, very successful. It could make a huge difference in the world. That's really where the opportunity arises. So as you build your projects, as you move forward, I want you to always think, what is my goal here? When you're writing a book, is your goal to entertain people or is your goal to sell copies of the book? As a writer, I run into a lot of people that have written amazing books that no one's ever read. I say, well, what's the purpose of your book? And they like, I have this amazing story. I'm like, yeah, but the purpose of book is to have people read it. If no one reads it, it's not alive. So when I write a book, when I go down a path, I always look to make sure the audience exists first. I make sure it's something that people are interested in hearing about because I don't want to write a book nobody reads. That would make me very sad, you know, to sell three copies or 10 copies. So the very first book I wrote, my goal is to sell 10 copies. And now that I've written books that have sold over 100,000 copies, I want to sell big numbers of every book I write. So I really look for a need. I look for a desire, especially because most of my writing is nonfiction. I say, what do people want to know about? What is people's desire? So I start with the end. My goal is to have a lot of people read my book. So I want to write about things that a lot of people are interested in. So think about those things and use this strategy as you begin to build your business, as you begin to think about starting your side projects and implementing and making amazing things happen. And as long as you have the end in mind, No matter where you start from, you will eventually hit your goal. To celebrate the launch of this podcast, I'm giving away some epic prizes. You could win an Amazon tap and have me personally turn you into a best-selling author. To win your part of over $20,000 in prizes, go to servenomaster.com backslash contest. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow.